Okay, we've talked about AI and marketing, AI and SaaS and the freight broker world, but what about on the cloud computing side? That's what today's guest, Eamon Hussein, is here to talk about. He's the director of Intelligent Cloud over at Microsoft, and because of his experience in the consulting world, he is bringing that deep level of problem solving to customers in supply chain by helping them manage technology in a way that makes data actionable. Because we all know that collecting data is just one part of the hurdle, but making it actionable is where the magic and profitability happens. Hope y'all enjoy this chat with Eamon. All right, well, we've talked about AI and marketing. We've talked about AI in SaaS and in the freight broker world. But what about on the cloud computing side? Yeah, we're going to keep it with the tech conversation. So let's go ahead and bring in Eamon Hussein. He is the director of Intelligent Cloud over at Microsoft. Welcome in, Eamon. Hey, good to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining the show. Now, I, I was listening to an interview where you said you, you you took some time off after graduating with a computer science degree and to do some consulting before joining Microsoft. Can you give us a little bit of some insight on, on why you went from the consulting world back into the corporate world? A- absolutely. So one of the things that I, uh, when I finished up with my education, I actually, before even I got into consulting, I did take some time off to just figure out what I want to do in life. But once I figured that, that computers and the, the generation of uh, technology is going to be leading all the change, I, I immediately found myself somebody that could guide me. So I found a career coach, a mentor, somebody else to work with. And he gave me this idea. It's like, hey, if you want to be good at consulting, you need to not only get into it at an early place, but also work yourself through it. So if you think of the consulting organizations that you may hear about in, in the world today, like Accenture's and Deloitte's, the ENYs, they are the top of their game, right? But there's a lot of different niche organizations in the middle. So the reason before I landed at Microsoft, I did that consulting is I wanted to get good at it, helping people strategize, solve problems, outcome-based mindset. And then eventually ended up at Microsoft because at Microsoft, you, you're you working for a product company and they are creating a lot of solutions, a lot of engineering goes into it, but not often are they aligned to the outcomes uh, consumers want or customers want or clients want. And that was a natural progression of my direction of growth. And ultimately, the same career coach told me that after you spent some time at Microsoft or an AWS or a Google and one of these product companies, you eventually want to go to industry because that's now you can be- bring the best of both worlds of strategizing, solving, solving with product, and then now uh, working in industry, either it be transportation, oil and gas, wherever it is. And that's the journey that I'm on today. So that's one of the reasons I started with consulting was you have to understand the diversity of uh, challenges out there and uh, what better way to do it without consulting. I love that because it, it, it's it's sort of the the ethos of of what I like to do, and it's find out the end goal and see if you can reverse engineer it. But but you're doing it on a on a, a slightly much much smarter scale th- that I'm doing. And 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 speaking of of that breakdown, you, I always like to to send over a pre show document to anybody that comes on the show just to get an idea of of, of their expertise and they, what they want to talk about. And you mentioned in our pre show document that you wanted to talk about leveraging cloud solutions to accelerate transformation to. Do do more with cloud, mobile, and internet-facing solutions to help achieve and do more. Now, if you were to take that sentence and 
explain it to a fifth grader, how would you break that down? Because that's the kind of explanation. I'm, 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 glad, I'm glad you want to know it in that context, right? Uh, I work at Microsoft today. I've been here a little while. And one of the ethos of Microsoft is to help everybody achieve more with technology. Now, one of the things that you look at all the industries, either it be transportation, trucking, logistics, uh, shipping, whatever you think of, the biggest challenge for adoption of technology to help you do more is either education where you don't know what the technology is and what it can do, or it's not custom designed for solving a particular kind of uh, outcome that you want. So when I think of Microsoft and Azure, Azure is the cloud platform for Microsoft. It is just a platform. It doesn't solve anything for you. So I need to take this and empower people to do something with it that will give you the outcome you want. If you're in healthcare and you want to save lives, I'm like, you're you're learning medical information to save lives, but what can I do to help with solutions and products and services that makes it easier for you to do it? So if you're an EMS uh, person and you're in a truck driving to go save some lives, if you had all the data in one place about healthcare or the person or patient's information, that's helping you save more lives faster and quicker. Well, that's a platform. That's how I will build it. Either it be a device or the cloud solution that goes with it uh, and vice versa. And so when I think of that, what if I if I would explain to somebody that has very little opportunity to be involved in technology, I want to use all the solutions that I have, like a Lego, and build you something that you would use to achieve more. And that's ultimately my personal desire. That's why I was a consultant. That's what I was using all the knowledge to bring together. And now I have the opportunity to be at Microsoft, where Intelligent Cloud and Azure helps me give that opportunity to almost any discipline, any industry, anywhere in the world, uh, to be uh, ready for what the future holds for us. And and so with a freight company, I mean, especially just the freight industry in general, it, it's very old school and it has been old school for a long time, very slow to adopt new technology. So if I'm if I'm working at a forward thinking freight company and I and I come to you, what would be some of those things that you would set up using the, the, the Microsoft Azure platform? What kind of systems and structures would you be setting up? Is it more just or is it more purely data driven? So that's a great way to think of it. Data is the crux of everything. Data is held in many different ways, either it be in spreadsheets or paper, pencil, invoices, whatever way you want to look at it. That is there and that's always been there. It it has actually evolved on its own. You know, you think of the days where payroll was done on uh, spreadsheets. Now it's done through systems and payroll operators. But if you think of in the freight industry, uh, the the context of freight and the, the bare minimum of it is driving from one point to another or transporting from one point to another safely and on a timely manner. And there's a lot of systems and solutions that have been involved since the beginning of this industry to make it convenient for it. But what has happened over time is the complexity has seeped in. And so a lot of the freight companies that are all, you, you say, old school mindset, it's not really old school mindset. It's the change has a cost. It has a penalty. And mm-hmm. if you are not penalized heavily, you're probably not making that change and you're just doing with what you would do. And and when you think of this, I, I live in Houston, Texas. It's a big oil and gas country. A lot of people look at oil and gas and say, you're very old school because technology hasn't really enabled the things that you would think would be great to solve those problems for. So when I think of it, when I think of a freight company, well, the first thing I want to do is think like a consultant. What can I do to make you better at that? 
And so one of the things I can do is reduce costs, uh, cost of uh, compliance or logs, whatever it is. And that is essentially data. So if I can make it for easy for you to collect the data, either through automation, through GPS, or through just you know entering it through an iPhone app of some sort, I'm making it easy for you to do what you like to do is get from point A to point B with goods and services for your customers. So I want to reduce costs. At any freight company, regardless of size, big or small, I want to reduce your complexity using technology. Now, implicitly, technology is complex. And so we at Microsoft want to make it simple enough where consumers and citizen developers, people like yourself, can take it and make something out of it in a way that does not require uh, expertise and complexity of technical experts that make it further more challenging to adopt. Well, let's break that down a little bit more. How are you making all, all of the data that, that we have as a business, as, as our operating costs and you know all of the intricacies that are involved, how are you taking that data, collecting it, and then making it actionable for these companies? That, that, um, uh, awesome question, right? So I, I had a chance to stay online before I joined uh, this hour, that bottom of the hour, and I was listening to your previous uh uh, per, uh, 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 guest. And one of the things you think about is AI, artificial intelligence. The, there's complexity in the word itself, artificial intelligence. What is it? The intent of artificial intelligence or machine learning, you hear these things uh, in context of data. Data, when you have it, it comes in a form of numbers, zeros and columns and rows. It, it tells you something, either you've created it yourself in a way of a spreadsheet or you've created it in a way of some data uh, coming from systems or engineering or trucks or GPS or the, the, the mechanics of whatever it is you're doing from the perspective of the freight, uh, you have to take it and put it in a place that is commonly easily understandable. So one of the challenges in any industry, regardless of what it is, is uh, the common denominator of what that data means. Uh, it has to have a pattern. And now you can employ a human being to look at this pattern and create a business analyst or commonly the ones that are doing this. They're trying to take all this data, make some common sense of it. So when I want to make it easy, if I take all the data, so for the first thing is digitizing. If it's analog, let's make it digital. So if you have to scan it, if I'm scanning a form, uh, it's going to come in as a picture. So the first thing I need to do is convert the picture into rows and columns and tables and numbers that can be automatically understood to be numbers versus just a picture. And so I'm using uh, optical character recognition. I'm using forms, uh, input devices, so I can take that and create a, ver a digital version of that analog form. If you're talking about uh, fuel costs or invoice costs or payroll costs, those are coming in a form of a, a, a PNL or an accounting ledger of some sort. I can digitize that as well. Now, if I've done all that, and that's great, you know, you have some level of complexity and simplicity. You have all the digital forms, so you can be redundant and uh, have disaster recovery in the way of a, a natural uh, disasters. But now I want to do something with it. That's where AI comes in. That's where machine learning comes in, because I don't have enough humans to sit there and look through it and crunch through it, old school forensics type stuff. I can create some models that say, hey, if this looks like an invoice number and it has a date and a value and it has a pay to, it's probably an invoice. Let's create the ledger equivalent of it and call it an invoice. If it's a payroll, we can get, collect this data and create a, a, a digital version of the real world using the data as the common denominator. So the first thing I would do is get the data into the systems uh, that are computerized, obviously, and that's where the cloud comes in because you want to scale in massive amounts. And then after I've done that, I'm going to use models 
uh, for either be transportation, like for example, route planning. Uh, in old days, you would have a route planner actually know the route by heart or by driving it enough. But now you can use computers and GPS maps to do that route planning in a computerized fashion. So you take away that human need to sit there and have complexity introduced to it. And then you have road closures or uh, outages of some sort in the transportation world that now can be in- incorporated faster and quicker. That only happens in a digital world. Uh, that's all fascinating because it, it makes me just, you know, the, the wheel starts spinning and I, I start thinking about all of the things that can be done right now with, with automation and AI and managing all of that data within the cloud. But are there any parts of the workday that can't be automated yet that can't, you know, that, that you know, a cloud-based platform wouldn't solve today, but hopefully it'll be able to solve it in the next couple of years? Is that something that, that maybe Microsoft is uh, working on for the yeah. future? Yes, it is. So think of it this way. Uh, uh, technology, as intelligent as it is today, it's really not. It's it's not at the human level as you it can be. So I'm going to use a real example of uh, this. Uh, it was uh, in a transportation and logistics operation. There was an individual that their personal job was uh, taking their personal uh, delivery vehicle, collecting uh things at different locations and bringing it to a centralized place for distribution and, and, and further uh, uh, logistic support. And they were looking at reports of this driver's performance and they were using some automation in the vehicle and they were just using like time logs that the driver kept. And they noticed that this driver had great performance in the morning half of the day and in the evening half on the afternoon half, it was not as good. And, Automatically, the leaders of the company or the people that were managing this individual thought that maybe, you know, he's distracted or something's going on, you know, he's not motivated, you know, maybe he's got, you know, something on the side going on that prevents him from being motivated and having timely performance because this was an organization that needed timely delivery and collection of uh, things from their customers. What happened was they, after they looked at all these reports, they thought this person needed performance improvement and needed to be worked out of the system. But one of those managers said, hey, you know what? I should probably just go on a ride along and see what's going on. And this gentleman driver was a a little bit senior. So they thought maybe it's an age-related challenge that over time, this person is getting tired. We need to think differently. But what happened was when they were doing in the route, when they're sitting in the car driving this person, in the morning, the person was driving away with the sun on their back. In the afternoon, when they're doing the routes, the sun was right in front of them. So what was happening, this person was unable to uh, look at things because of the car glare from the glass and was missing exits and wasn't able to slow down or speed up fast enough to take those exits and was missing turns and had to double back to go to a spot that they missed. And, and what, what, what ultimately became obvious was this, this had nothing to do with the technology in the car. It had nothing to do with the driver performance. It had to do the samples of the route. It was a sun was in his face and he couldn't see it. Even the best visor couldn't stop you from having that thing. And if you, it was a West Coast operation, the West Coast, if you ever have a sunset in the, in the, it's really bright. It's un, it's blinding sometimes if you're in the, right, right in the direction of it, right? Now, I'll tell you, no technology would have ever fixed that. Even if I had sensors in the car that, you know, told me weather stuff, you have to be in the car to realize that was what the problem is. So technology, as good as it's going to get, will always have a gap. So I can automate everything. I'm like, we have drones and uh, autopilot and planes. It's been around for 30 some years. You still can't get rid of a pilot in a plane, no matter how hard you think you can do it. It just doesn't work, right? So there's going to be a human component that will always be relevant. But what that is that human component doing? 
is the domain discipline. That person is very good at what they do in the domain of their expertise. If they're in oil and gas, they're great at oil and gas. If they're drivers, they're great at transportation logistics. If they're hospital worker, doctors, nurses, they're great at that. So that's what's going to happen is you will get to that common place where your expertise is knowledge for the domain and computers, AI, robots, all of that will eventually uh, catch up. But that's, you know, you know, centuries ahead in, in my mind. I don't think we'll have a singularity where, you know, artificial intelligence will be sentient and it'll become the new world order. So I, I don't think, uh, contrary to what you're talking about earlier, you don't have to worry about robots taking over our life anytime soon. <laughs> I think that singularity of intelligence that suddenly becomes sentient is a long ways away in my mind. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think a lot of drivers are, are worried about, you know, uh, you know, with the with trucks coming into the market that are completely driven by AI, and I just don't think that. I think that that is years and years down the line. I don't know that that's going to happen anytime. Uh, maybe not in our lifetime, but who knows? Maybe in the future. I, I personally don't uh, but, think it's going to happen in our lifetime either. <laughs> so good. Uh, a smart person agrees with me. <laughs> I, I appreciate the insight, a- Eamon. Where can folks follow more of your work? Where can they follow uh, what Microsoft's doing? All that good stuff. Absolutely. So obviously, you can go to the Microsoft website to uh, microsoft.com forward slash Azure. Azure is the platform for cloud computing. We want to use that for solving real world problems. No industry, no uh, no uh, vertical that it cannot be used uh, to uh, leverage cloud. The idea of cloud is to reduce your computing costs in, in-house and on-site. I mean, for example, you're an amazing video podcaster. You have technology and solutions. Imagine how much of that is today in the cloud. You don't have to really invest in these solutions. You can pay by subscription, by month, by the uh, unit use. So that's one of the things we want to do. All that information is available in Microsoft. We have a lot of devices, solutions that all solve problems across the industry. Yes, Microsoft is a big company, so sometimes you get overwhelmed by it. But end of the day, it's technology to help you achieve more. And that's what we really focus on and want to do more of. Absolutely. I love it. Using technology to help our workday, not compete with it. Big thank you to, to Eamon and, and uh, have a good rest of your day. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. If you like what you heard, consider sharing it with a friend. Podcast discoverability is a bit of a challenge for creators like myself, so word of mouth goes a long way. You can check out past episodes of the show by hitting up the learn page on digitaldispatch.io. I also have some free courses on the site that cover content marketing, distribution, and even how to audit your own website. That's going to come in handy as everyone starts to prepare for those 2022 budgets. While you're there, you can also check out our socials, the DIY shop, or custom services. Until next time, I'm Blythe Brumleave, and I will see you real soon.